last time on You Meet in a Tavern. I think I found the location of the next totem, and it's called it's called Dragonspire Island. Of course. It can't be in Carnival of Fun and Friendship. <laughs> Cotton Candy Village. <laughs> We're looking to head to the port um, where maybe we can hire a ship. Straight to the port, then, uh, with you. Go down the streets and uh, find the harbor master. He's uh, There's a little cabin by the docks. Big yellow sign. You can't miss it. Three men stand with their backs turned to you. The one at the left is a short, scrawny fellow sporting white trousers and a black leather vest that reveals a tattoo in the shape of a cutlass wrapped in some sort of black tentacle on his right arm. Oh, come on, Megwis. We don't have to make this hard. We could do this the easy way. Now listen, boys. Uh, this is all I got. And he reaches in his front pocket and puts out two bright gold pieces, which he flicks over to the men's feet. Dash, Mayo, take Andre and leave now, or you may not leave at all. So they look at Andre, and Andre looks back at them, and he nods, um, and they begin to run off. Captain Jacobson, eh? We are trying to get to Dragon Spire Island. I know, I know. Ghost danger, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I suppose I may be able to get you close, but that's all I can do. I, I, you know you know the stories of the ghosts and, and strange things happening around there. I can... I can sail past Dragonspire and get you close enough. I'll even let you borrow borrow one of my uh, one of my rowboats. And you see uh, Captain Jacob and Jim kind of like um, just in not really heated argument, but just kind of like a passionate conversation. And they're standing up on the quarter deck. And you realize a couple things. You realize that number one, the big jeweled wheel that was sitting there that controls the ship's rudder that moves it is gone. Um, and number two, in the main mast, there is a giant painted figure of a large cutlass wrapped in a black tentacle. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so last time we met, you guys had gotten to Kingston Landing, uh, where you learned that there was this pirate group called the Squids that were kind of creating some ruckus around the town. You met up with Captain Jacob and Jim, where uh, you helped Captain Jacob escape some of these squids that were looking like they were about to give him a hard time. And you um, talked him into taking you to Dragonspire Island on his ship. However, in the night when you were staying on his ship, you heard a bump, and when you woke up, the squids had come onto the ship and stolen his glorious wheel and vandalized the main mass with this icon of a of a saber with this squid tentacle wrapped around it. And that's where we are. So you guys are on the ship, and Captain Jacob says, Oh, my wheel, my wheel, my mast, my ship, ah, those damn squids. Not so cool after all. Um... So I'm assuming we can't go anywhere on this ship without the actual wheel. That being said, we can't get to the island if you don't have a ship to operate. So, again, we will go get your wheel back if you can drop us off actually at the island when we get it back (laughs) so we don't have to take a dinghy to the island. That's a solid deal. All right, all right, I'll take you to the island. I'll, I'll take you to the damn Dragon Spire Island. Just get my wheel back. I'll, I'll, show you, uh, I'll show you where their hideout is. That might be where they took it. I don't know. And he, um, he pulls out a map. He goes down to the, uh, the captain's quarters and, and brings back up a map and points you, a little, makes a little X where their hideout is. And it's kind of up the peninsula to the north. So Durf 
is like, hey guys, if we wait until it's dark off, dark out, this sounds like a perfect time for a heist. A counter heist. A counter counter heist. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, is there, so is there hideout, like, is it like, are they nomads? Is it a bunch of tents? Is it like in a cave? Is it in another small bay? Is it secluded to itself? Can we get in kind of in a remote angle or you know a remote direction is there a, like do we have to go straight in one way in is it like uh, was it uh grudo's valley or whatever like what's our strat here <laughs> he says um he says there's only one way into the uh their camp and it's it's underground it's built into uh a bunch of high cliffs that are there in the uh in the upper peninsula of the bay of pearls um only one way to get in that x will take you directly to the cave that leads to the entrance so the hideout is actually in a cave? Correct. It's under the cliffs. Hmm. And my passengers arrived this afternoon, so I'm going to need that wheel, like, real fucking quick. Wow. Uh, well, wow, hey, dude. Well, hey, hey, man, uh, you can't fucking leave without it, so I think we're going to get it whenever we get it. And uh, you can't do shit until we get it back. How about that? How, 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 far, how far is the cave from here? <laughs> I have a couple questions. Number one, how sure. far is the cave from here? Number it's two. It's about five miles off the northern part of town. God, five miles. Um, that's long in real life. I don't know. That's going to take us like four hours to walk there anyway. Um, <laughs> no, follow does. a follow up question. On a scale from fully recovered and have all my abilities to where I was after the bar fight, how refreshed am I feeling? <laughs> Did you get a good night's sleep? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't either. You look pretty good. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I feel phenomenal. You look spry. I appreciate that. Um, don't don't try to butter me up either. The deal stands. All right, fellas. We got to go get this wheel so we can get dropped off VIP front door to Dragon Spire Island. Agreed. I think we should heist it. Let's go heist the wheel. Let's go. All right. Um, okay. So you 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 leave the upper deck. Uh, Jacob and Jim kind of bid you farewell and good luck. And you follow Jacob's map, Captain Jacob's map, out to the northern gate. Out of the northern, hold northern on, gate. Hold on. Hold on. Landing. Hold on. Hold on. We can't leave okay. yet. Um, is the, there's gunpowder on the ship per the reconnaissance we did before, right? Correct. Let's make tiny little bombs and fuck with these guys. Do you guys know uh, how to well, do that? I mean, I don't. we could do a uh, gunpowder wick burlap sack. Throw it, light it, throw it. Um. Wow. Okay. Do a um. Ah. Jeez. Okay. So you go to the lower deck and you pick up some gunpowder and why don't you do a fucking I don't know anybody with intelligence or wisdom may want to do that instead. Insight Arcana. No, it would be like a survival or a um, intelligence. Do an intelligence check, I guess. Ooh, I have none of that. <laughs> uh, tug Tug suggests the idea, but is not the uh... <laughs> a, no, a random a regular intelligence check to see if you can craft some bombs. I guess. Uh, <laughs> Derf is fourteen. No, no, <laughs> it's gonna have real. But you guys don't even know what a freaking bomb is. Okay, that's. That's fair. cool. <laughs> Look, looking for a 27. Looking for a 27. Oh, right. You ready to go now? Well, there's clearly nothing useful down here with the gunpowder and other explosives, <laughs> so we better go without any of it. <laughs> okay. You follow Jacob's map out the northern gate of Kingston Landing through the woods of the Upper Peninsula along the coast. The sound of the harbor fades. And it's not long before you begin to hear voices mixed with the sounds of crashing waves up ahead. You peek through the trees and you see two figures leaning against a rocky cliff face near the beach. A long-haired woman is picking her teeth with a pencil-thin dagger, while a slimy twig of a man slashes at the air with a pair of sharp axes before chucking one over his shoulder, burying it deep in the center of a beech tree painted to look like a makeshift target. Ha! Beat that, he says. And the woman turns to the tree, and with a flick of her wrist, the dagger flies blade over hilt until it sticks itself to the bottom of the shaft of the recently thrown axe. She holds her hand out as he reluctantly slaps a coin into it, moving to retrieve their weapons in a huff. 
Uh, so we are currently like tucked away. Like I think maybe we should try and generate a noise to like move them like past us and then kind of like surprise attack. Them. Is it what time of the day is it? It's got to be night, right? Um, it's still morning. No, it's still morning. You guys just woke up. So okay. Could, like Durf. So what we should do is Durf should send Eugene scuttling through camp to try and distract. That's exactly them. what I was going to say. And pull them away. I was gonna, I wasn't even going to say to distract them, but just kind of case the joint. Figure out like if we attack these people are, are like like how many of them are there? Stuff like that. Uh, like seven people going to run out of the cave and attack us. Man, a bomb would have been fucking dope right now. <laughs> too bad. Too bad we don't even know what bombs are. Um, don't I have a spell that lets me see through Eugene's eyes? You've tried that before, I think. Yeah, okay. I touch a willing beast for the duration of the spell. I can use my action to see through the beast's eyes and hear what it hears uh, and continue to do that until I use an action to return to my own senses. Uh, and while proceeding through the beast senses, you gain the, I gain the benefits of any special senses possessed by him. I think rats can okay. smell very well. Um, so, so yeah, I'm going to take Eugene out, and I guess we're, we're like hunched over, whispering. Right. I'm going to say, um, hey, go, go, uh, go down in the cave. And just just look around, look around the the camp, uh, go into the cave, just kind of check things out. And uh, I'm going to be looking through your eyes. Um, sorry if that's weird. And uh, <laughs> let it let us know, um, you know, just what's going on. All right, uh, roll the, uh, the old D twenty. Okay. And we decided I am using animal handling when I tell Eugene to do stuff. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay, 23. Yeah, you didn't even need the animal handling, probably. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, he's like, uh, oh, you got it, Durf, you got it, Durf. I'll, I'll, I'll check the joint out, and uh, I'll report back. Well, I guess you can see through my eyes, so I don't really need to do that, right? Well, yeah, you should probably come back at some point, just because, you know, you live in this cave with pirates forever. But, oh, right, um, right, right, right. Sounds cool, but <laughs> but but no. Okay, uh, all right, I'm, I'm in, I'm out, I'm going. See ya. And he uh, he runs down, and I and I cast beast sense on right, it. Right, right. While, while he's still there. Oh, and by the way, he has advantage on wisdom checks that rely on smell. All right, if that matters. Sweet. Um, what does it look like when you're looking through his eyes? Are you just frozen, or what does Durf what does Durf look like? What do I look like? Yeah. What happens? Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not like. Yeah, in like what him, are you in a trance? So I, yeah, I guess I'm just kind of standing, standing there in a daze. Okay. Standing, staring, drooling up slightly. Okay. All right. Uh, and you, you see through Eugene's eyes um, as he kind of leaps down your pant leg and over this rocky kind of cliff edge where you are peeking down at this. Um, and he scampers down into the uh, the field where they are, like right right where the beach is. Um, and why don't you roll? Roll a perception check for Eugene. Uh, okay, that's a... Let me see if he gets bonuses. Perception is wisdom, right? Right. Uh, so just a 19 then. Okay, that's still pretty good. All right, um, so he sees the the man and the woman kind of like moseying around, uh, flipping their weapons up in the air. Um, and to the left of them, kind of like in an inlet where this cliff is, he does see this big dark kind of like area where he runs down um, and he begins to run towards the cave. And why don't you roll a uh, stealth check for Eugene as well with advantage since he's tiny rat. Um, let's see. Stealth is dexterity, right? It doesn't matter. He doesn't have any bonuses on anything. Uh, nine. Ooh. Okay. Um, all right. So the, uh, the man, sees Eugene scampering around um, and he turns to the woman and he says uh, he says uh, oh look at that look at the little rat see if, see if you can hit that it's a moving target and the woman takes her other dagger, dagger out of the side of her hand uh, after the side of her hip and she uh, looks down at the rat and she rolls what's his AC his AC is 10 and he has 1 HP just FYI <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's moving. He's scurrying. He's, scurrying. he's a moving target, and he's small. Well, can I can I react and like snap out of it and throw a spear at her? Yeah, if you, you see this happening, absolutely, you can um, you can stop this. Sure. Yeah, I actually I have a uh, so much for the element of surprise. Uh, <laughs> I, I will use my action to snap to, and I, I have a dagger, so I'm going to throw a dagger at her. 
Okay, um, so they're pretty much honed in on Eugene, so you're going to roll that with advantage. So you're aiming for her, the woman, who's about to throw her yeah. dagger? Once, yep. okay. hold on, not sure if this matters, but once uh, Durf kind of snaps out and gets ready to throw uh, the knife or whatever, I'm assuming there's some reaction time that Tug can have, he takes off towards them. Okay, yeah. Same. Yeah, uh, Durf will get a surprise attack, and then we'll all roll initiative yep. if... All right. I rolled an eight okay. twice, so that's an 11. All right. You chuck a dagger um, and it clinks across. He clinks against the cliff face behind her um, just as she's firing this dagger at Eugene. And it uh, it's it scares her so that the dagger kind of flies just over Eugene's left ear and it just nicks him on the side. Um, and I think he pees a little bit. Um, <laughs> let's roll initiative. Knowing a rat, it probably pooped. <laughs> so do I get to re-roll ones on initiative? Yes, sure. Actually, I'm going to need to look that up real quick. 14. That's a good question. It doesn't matter. My follow-up roll was a two, so it does just <laughs> literally doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Your choice, a five I've... or a six, so... <laughs> Uh, okay, let's see. I rolled another fucking one. This dice is cursed. They'll stop that using was my it. Fourth, di- fourth one today. I'm actually having pretty bad rolls today, too. Carl got an 18. Ooh, big speech. Ooh, All right, 14 for SpongeBob meme. 18 for Carl. Um, you cannot do initiative, so you got a five. Once again, Kirk has gone first like once in this entire campaign, <laughs> even though he has the, the highest, highest dexterity. <laughs> All right. So just to set the scene, um, this woman, uh, she's got like another purple bandana um, and then an, a larger purple cloth that kind of like wraps around her chest. Um, she's got these long boots with a bunch of like leather straps and she is just strapped to the hip with all sorts of different daggers and small knives. Um the man, the little scrawny man, looks similar, um, but instead of daggers, he's strapped with like five or six small hand axes. Um, and again, with the with the long boots and big trousers, um, and he wears like this black and white striped shirt. And it is Carl's turn first. Now you guys are up a ridge a little bit. They notice you, and um, no more element of surprise. So it's on. I'm going to unsheath children, pull out my sword, and start making for the man. Using children, not the uh, uh, desert road. Well, with they're using hand axes and daggers, I think the extra AC will maybe keep them from hitting me. If I use... Oh, is your other sword two-handed? Right, the great sword is two-handed, so if I use that, I lose two AC. So, like, for this encounter, I think children and the shield is better. Feels... But I can't, I can only move 30 feet, so I can't hit. Oh, oh, either. your movement is 30 feet. Okay, so you're going to move right. towards the man or the woman, let's see. Uh, the man. The man. Okay, so you, yeah, you move 30 feet towards the man, and he kind of bends his knees ready for your attack. Uh, Durf? So so how far away are we? Uh, you're about 50 feet from the base okay. of the cliff, uh, and you're on a ridge that kind of got a better slope, so you can move down it without having to, like, make a climbing check or whatever. Can I jump, conjure a giant elk, land on its back? <laughs> um, yes. At the bottom of the cliff? Sure. I can't wait for okay. you to Absolutely. shatter this elk's back. <laughs> Dude, you're it's, conjuring it's an elk? It's giant. Okay, are you, it's uh, giant. why don't you roll, after you summon it, I'm going to need to roll an athletics check just to make sure you can do this. <laughs> Uh, 19. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You summon. What's your elk look like? Uh, well, it's a giant elk. Uh, so he's just a fucking giant. And, uh, he's got like huge, like a fucking 40 point, not 40 point. That's obscene. (laughs) 20 point elk. Lots of points on his antlers. He's brown. Um, elk like. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, you land on him um, as he's galloping down this slope. And I assume you did this because he has a speed of 60. Okay. Yeah. He reaches who? Who do you want him to? What do you want to do? 
Uh, I'm going to have him go at the woman. Uh, and he has... Now, so hang on a second. He Is has, summoning a bonus action with your thing? Co- well, no, but commanding my summon is. Okay, I got you. So the elk's going to attack, not you. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he has charge. So if he moves at least 20 feet straight toward a target and hits it with a ram attack uh, on the same turn, it will take extra damage and needs to make a strength save or be knocked prone. But I guess I have to hit with my attack first. Right, right. So you charge at the woman? Charge at the woman, use ram. Okay. Plus six, so 23. That'll hit. Yep, that will hit. So she takes 2d6 plus four, uh, plus an extra seven damage. Wow. So... So automatically 11 damage? Nine. Plus seven is 16. Okay, so 16 total damage to this uh, woman as the elk leaps down the slope with you on its back. Um, and he smashes her uh, real good at, on the chest, and she is pinned against the wall, and I have to make a strength save? DC 14 strength okay. save, or be knocked prone. All right. Uh, that's a 16. So she's not prone, but is she, she is slammed against the back as she takes a total of 16 damage. All right, it's her turn next, um, and she is going to pull out from either side as she's pinned against this cliff. Uh, She's going to pull out two of these long, thin daggers and just come straight down with them, straight uh, in the elk's eyes. Now, for a summoned creature, do they get like an HP and all that? He does have HP, and actually because of my trait, or or whatever you want to call it, he has extra HP. Okay. All right, so she's going to stab down with both of these. Um, She rolls a, a 17. Hit. And a 23. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay, so then she is going to do a total of 14 damage to the elk as she stabs down at its eyes. All right, up next is the man with the axes, and he's going to kind of flip one um, flip one in his hand as he stares at Carl, who is just charging at him, um, and he smirks as he throws three axes. He's kind of juggling them in his hand, and he chucks three axes at Carl, rolling a 23, a 10, and an 18. Two of them hit. Two of them hit. Okay, so Carl, you're going to take a total of 10 damage. So one one kind of soars wide, um, and two other ones uh, get you across the arm and leave big, deep gashes. Tug, you're up. Um, well, based on my movement... Um, I will, the lady seems pretty well taken care of by the elk. Um, I will follow in Carl's footsteps and head towards the male. Um, but my speed is only 30 as well, so I won't be getting there either. All right, so you file in behind Carl, Carl, ready to, uh, take this man down. And Carl, you're up. I'm going to continue to rush the... Juggling axe man, and I'm going to make an attack with Chilrend, try and kind of slash him across his chest diagonally. That's an 18. That will hit. 13 damage. 13 damage. Okay, nice. Okay, so yeah, Chilrend goes straight across his chest, um, and he kind of keels over with blood dripping from the wound. Durf. So, so are we basically... The, the elk and I are sharing a turn, basically. Yes, correct. Yeah, the elk has okay. got two um, daggers in his eyes, though, so he's not looking great and probably is going to make some attacks with disadvantage. Okay. Blinded. That's a bummer. And how far am I from the Axeman? Axeman? Axeman's kind of 20 feet to your left. The woman is still kind of pinned to the cliff side in front of you. I will... Um... Well, I'll just tell the elk to, to to ram her again. Just start drive her further into the wall. Okay. Uh, with his with his what have you uh, horns, I guess antlers. Right. And uh, I will, as he's doing that, also just sort of stab down uh, two handed with uh, leaf tip. Okay. Sweet. 
Uh, so you said he's his ram is with disadvantage. Yes, and it's not going to do the full damage because you're you're closer to than twenty feet. So it won't do the charge damage. Is what you right? Mean. It won't do the charge damage. Correct. Yep. Okay. Thirteen on the ram. No, that doesn't hit. Okay. Uh, so my attack then is six. All right. So neither of those hit. So she's able to kind of like hold the antlers away from her so that the elk cannot charge, um, with just really surprising for, uh, anyone's strength really. Um, and then as you are doing that, uh, as, as she's doing this, you're, you're, you strike down with leaf tip, but she can, she dodges her head out of the way at the last second and it clinks against the, uh, the cliff side. Up next is the woman who's going to push the elk's head off of her as she kind of rolls to the left. Um, and she's going to pull out three daggers and in quick succession attempt to kind of stab your leg as she um, moves to the side. Is she holding two daggers in one of her I guess she's only hands? holding one. Yeah. She, okay. she, yeah. <laughs> so she pulls out a dagger and stabs you in quick succession three times in the leg or attempts to anyway. And she's going to roll a... 11, a 15, and a 10. All misses. All misses? Damn, okay. Yep. Yeah, so you were able to kick the elk to the side um, as her dagger just comes up short and, and doesn't hit. Up next is the axe man who's going to now throw. He's gonna. He sees Tug coming, so he's going to turn his attention towards him, and he's going to throw two axes at Tug and run forward and try to slash Carl across the chest with another one. So the axes that go towards tug natural one, <laughs> uh, 18. One of those hits, right? 18. Yeah. Hold on. I, I, so I will use my reaction, which I assume I'm allowed to do. Um, yep. the damage you take from the attack is reduced by one D 10 plus your dexterity modifier. Plus my monk level. Wow. So okay. so you roll your damage, and then I roll if I can kind of cancel it out. And if I bring it down okay. to zero, then I can spend a key point and send it back. Okay, nice. All right. Um, all right, I'm going to roll a eight. Okay, so four plus four plus my monk level. So I think I, I, I nice. outweigh that damage of that axe. Yep, you do. Yeah, so you want to chuck it back at him? Yep, so I just make a regular ranged attack yeah, here. Yeah, a dexed ranged attack. Yep, you got it. So that is a 16. That will hit, and then you roll a 1d6 plus your um, dex. 1d6 plus my dex. Correct. Seven damage. All right, nice. Yeah, so you catch this um, this axe as it's traveling like blade over hilt. You catch it by the hilt and spin around quickly and chuck it back at him. Um, and it slashes his arm, doing seven damage. As he kind of spins around after taking this hit, he does still try to slash out at Carl. And he rolls a 19. Hits. That hits. And you're going to take five damage. All right. Tug, you're up. Official move now. Um, so now that he's up by Carl, I will simply move up and um, uh, just do a, a series of, of blows. So I'll just do two attacks here. Okay. 23. That'll hit. And a natural one, so I will use luck. Because <laughs> no matter what dice I pick up tonight, it's turning up one. Uh, natural 20. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all right, so roll. why don't you roll the damage on the first attack first, the 23. Okay. You changed a 1 to a 20. Uh, so I actually got a six, so that is ten damage. Ten damage. Okay, nice. So is this uh, what does this attack look like? The first one is kind of uh, coming in. So this is this is the twenty three, right? I haven't rolled for the crit yet. Correct. So this is coming in, and this is just kind of like a fr- from underneath, just gut shot, just a big punch to the stomach. Nice. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, he vomits as your fist just enters his stomach and all the contents kind of empty out. Go ahead and roll your, tell me what your second attack looks like and roll that damage. Uh, So now that he's buckled over, it's just going to be like a, so that was like a left to the stomach. This is going to be like an overhand, just kind of hammer fist to the back of the head. Okay. Six. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's 12, that's 16. Well, you roll it twice. You don't just double it. Oh, 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 you roll oh yeah, it. yeah. You actually sorry, roll I'm it sorry, twice. Yep. So six plus six. I'm dead serious. I'm a, <laughs> oh my I'm 100% God. serious. <laughs> so how much is that total? 16. 16. Okay, yeah. You smash him over the head, um, and he falls to the ground. Uh, he's still making noise, so he's still kicking, uh, but he is in, in an immense amount of pain. Carl. So just step on his head, man. Kill him. Heard you wouldn't. Yeah, I'm going to make an attack on the man and try and finish him off. I just want to reduce his HP to zero. I don't want to try. I don't want to actually kill him. Okay. So you're going to use your sword or. Yeah. Why don't you switch weapons and like draw some energy out? Yeah. I'll so, let you use like well, the, the butt end of the sword to try to knock him out. If you want, you'll still do the same amount of damage, just bludgeoning instead of slashing. But so for the white, my, I, I want to clarify something about the white thorn. Oh, okay. Does it matter? Do I have to be wielding White Thorn to get like the unjust credit? Yes. Yes. And I have to actually kill somebody? Yes. All right. Uh <laughs> take him down. <laughs> so he's kind of he's kind of prone on like his hands and knees. Yeah, I would say with the crit 20 that uh Tug just had, he is prone. So any attack is going to be with done with advantage. All right. Uh I'm going to sheath children and draw out the White Thorn. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to do it. Let's <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take it off his head. We're going to make it quick. Oh, okay. Uh, let's let's see what happens. All right. <laughs> that's a 13. That with advantage? Yes, that's a 13 with advantage. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. You miss. Wow. You miss. So you- <laughs> You close your eyes as you attempt to take the life of this man and you swing down with both hands with the white thorn and the blade cuts his ear off um, just to the right side of his head. But he is not. I just couldn't dead. do it. And he goes, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, if I heal my elk, can I make his eyes not be fucked up? Uh, Sure. Okay. Then I'm going to use just a first level um, cure wounds on him, okay. which is, I believe, 1d6 plus spell casting. Let me make sure about that. All right, sweet. 1d8 plus spell casting. So I will heal him for five. Okay, so uh, yeah, so you heal this elk for five damage, um, and it blinks a couple times and is able to regain its sight. So you want to try to control it now? All right, and so how far away is she from me? She's within five feet. She's still in your melee range. Well, so he has 60 speed, so I'm going to tell him to run 20 feet away and then turn around and run 20 feet back and charge her. Okay, so she's going to get an opportunity attack on him because leaving the melee range, so that is going to be a... 15? Yeah, that hits. So he's going to take 9 damage um, as a dagger kind of swipes across his uh, the side his side as as he runs. And then you want him to come back? Yep. All right. I always forget about opportunity attacks. Super lame. Uh, that's a 20 on the ram. That'll hit. Um, and that will do uh, 9 plus 7. 16 again. All right, nice. So 16 damage. So And she has to make a save. Again, DC 14 or be not DC 14 or be not Uh, Oh, that's a six. Yeah. Okay, so she gets slammed with this elk head um, for 16 damage and she flies back about three feet uh, landing prone on the ground. Um, it's her turn up next. So she's going to get up from that prone position um, and charge at you. And she's going to attempt to leap up on top of the elk uh, to attack the person who's controlling it. So I'm a, I'll let her make an athletics roll just to see. But just so does prone not give her disadvantage or anything? No, prone prone. If you are prone, you get disadvantage against you on attacks. Um, but anyone can use fifth can use half their speed to get up from prone position. Oh, so okay. she's just so using if, half if, her speed. If, if I was farther away, it would matter. Right, but exactly. It doesn't, doesn't, so she rolled okay. a twenty-one on that athletics roll. So she leaps up and she's now like. Um, sitting on the elk head facing you 
and she pulls <laughs> out these three daggers or this this dagger from across her chest and stabs at you uh, at your chest three separate times. And she rolls a 10 and 19 and another 19. Two hits. Okay, two hits. So she's going to do a total of 11 damage to you. All right. right. So one kind of strikes over your left shoulder and the other ones hit both your collarbones. Stabbing you. So are we just like sitting facing each exactly. other on like the elk? Real close, yeah. <laughs> you guys are doing patty cake up there on the uh, top of the elk. Uh, all right, man's turn. Um, he is in a bunch of pain uh, on the ground, but he is still going to try to hop up. And now that he's like staring both of you down right in melee range, he's going to take a larger axe from his back um, and strike across Carl's chest once again. He rolled a natural 20. Good thing we healed the giant elk fairy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Carl, you're going to take a total of 10 damage. Could have been worse. As Yep, the axe kind of digs itself into your shoulder blade where the armor armor, um, is not there. And uh, that hurts. That hurts. Tug, you're up. Am I allowed a attack... A movement and a reaction you in are, one turn? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Jamal, I've got something fucking dope planned. So get <laughs> All right. Well, knowing our ready. luck, I'm very excited for you to roll a three. Wow, dude. <laughs> All right. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to open a can of whoop-ass on the axe guy. I'm going to run towards the elk, leap into the air, use drunken crab opens cask, Drop kick the lady off the elk and land on the elk facing Durf. Okay. <laughs> All right. I strongly hope this Roll works. Roll your first attack. Okay, so the attack on the guy. Yep. Uh, natural one, we will use luck. <laughs> uh, a nine. That'll miss. Okay, second attack. 23. That'll hit. For eight damage. All right, your first attack whiffs. Your second attack gets him across the jaw, um, and he splurts blood across, and he is barely hanging on for life as you run past him. Hold on, hold on. Can I adjust and key point? Hold on, does using a key point for flurry of blows, does that take away my re- uh, my reaction? Um. Yeah, yeah. You only get one bonus action. Yeah. Is it considered a bonus action? Yes, I'll, yeah. It does, okay. So, miss, smoke him with the right hook, but I'm already gone. I've already got my plan. I'm gone. assuming he's dead because I punched him he's so hard. He's not dead. And, but, I'm, but, but Tug is under the impression he is. And he's running, and he's harnessing his internal uh, internal drunken monk. And he, I want to get the name right because the name is so damn funny. <laughs> he's running, and he leaps into the air, yells his crazy hermit opens cask battle cry. And, and goes for the two-legged kick on the lady. Now, I spend two key points to do that, so the lady has to make a dexterity saving throw or take 5d8 damage, bludgeoning damage. All right. If she succeeds... Okay, she takes half. Okay, I love it. <laughs> um, so first of all, you did not kill the guy, so you punched him across the face, and he's barely on his last uh, breath, but he does still swing the axe at you as you leave his melee range. Makes sense. Uh, and he rolls a 14. Does not hit. Tugs. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're moving so fast towards this woman that he whiffs um, in your dust. And I have to make a dexterity saving throw for her. Yeah, uh, 15. DC 15. Okay. What's her DC? Mod. Okay. Uh, 14. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. 29 damage. Jesus. We just need to okay, start yeah. using this for your rolls and not actually letting you roll dice. <laughs> <laughs> all right and yeah, i'm also kick- i'm la- i landed on the elk and i just fist bump derf all right <laughs> yeah you leap up um f- just feet flying first and drop kick this woman and she goes flying off this elk and lands square against her tree and smacks her head um and slumps down to the base of the tree totally unconscious uh and yeah you fist bump derf sweet <laughs> if only we could have strapped on another death on that D- turn derf 
Durf awkwardly goes in for a high five and then realizes it's a fist bump and sort of weirdly fist bumps back. <laughs> Just grabs his hand. <laughs> All right, Durf's up. Uh, is the is the guy prone? Um, no, he's up. I have a really cool attack. The, the elk's attack's really cool if the guy's prone. But anyway, I, I'll just do, um, have the elk charge and ram, and while he's charging, I will throw leaf tip at him. Sweet. Uh, so I guess I'll do leaf tip first. Okay. Since it's, uh, on the way type thing. And that is a monster five. That'll miss. Okay. However, the elk does natural one. That will also miss. So I'm going to guess that that will also miss. (laughs) Yeah, that automatically misses. Uh, Yeah, you chuck leaf tip and it lands like five feet short. um, And then the elk is just confused on where to go, where to go, and actually takes a turn to the right and smashes against the cliffside and tug goes flying off. I have a slow fall (laughs) just in case that's relevant. (laughs) All right, you don't take any damage. <laughs> okay, good. In that um, case, I will regular fall. All right, the man is up, and he is going to begin to sprint uh, as fast as he can, which is about 50 feet, towards the cave entrance. So he's using basically his dash. Oh, Carl, you get a reaction attack. Sorry. Um, You need to hit here, kid, because I think if you hit, you kill him. <laughs> or, or knock him out, or whatever you pacifists do. Yeah. <laughs> Still got, I've still got the white thorn, so... Uh, yeah, as he's running away, I'm going to kind of swing the white thorn and try and take him out kind of at the ankle and okay. just cut off his leg. All right, sweet. Nice. 16? That'll hit. Yeah. 11, 12, 12. That's 16 damage. Nice. Okay, yeah, you um, you cut his leg off with that, uh, <laughs> and he's lost so much blood from all the attacks that have occurred before that he basically passes out, um, and he stops breathing, and he is dead. And Carl, the hilt of your sword lights up with a single white rose. Yay! Cool. And you are out of initiative. This is Joe, your Dungeon Master. Thank you for listening to episode 18. Uh, this little mid-roll is coming a little bit late, but uh, we got some exciting stuff to share with you. First of all, thank you to everyone who listened in on Podcasts of Annihilation. It was a great success this week. We had a lot of fun kind of hanging out with the other podcast people around the D&D community. Um, just finished up with the meat grinder actually last night uh, as of this recording, and that was just a ton of fun. So, so thanks again for everybody that kind of tuned into that kind of stuff. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, secondly, sorry about the the long amount of time between episodes here. Um, we're trying to get some things together. October is super busy for all of us. Uh, I'm in a profession that requires some some important tests, so I've been studying my butt off. So I'm kind of trying to dedicate 100 percent of my time to that right now. So we uh, these episodes uh, were recorded well in advance, and we want to spread them out enough so you get some content and don't have to wait like a huge long break between episodes. So this is going out about two and a half, maybe three weeks after our last one, and then we're going to have to wait another three weeks or two and a half weeks. Sorry, guys. But uh, after that, we'll be set to keep going every two weeks like we have before. So hope you can forgive us in this busy time. Um, but uh, yeah. Okay, we have a very special sponsor of this episode. Actually, this episode is brought to you by LimitlessAdventures.com. Do you have little time to prep for your D&D 5e game? Try Limitless-Adventures.com. This month, Limitless is running their third print Kickstarter, 100 Limitless Limitless monsters, which include lore, tactics, and more. Learn more at limitless-adventures.com slash monsters. Um, They actually sent me some stuff, and Limitless Adventures is really a really cool site. Uh, I got a bunch of material for other games that I'm running as far as, like, monsters goes, 
and uh, locations and items, just a bunch of extra content that you wouldn't find necessarily in the player's handbook um, and you might have not thought before. So definitely go check them out. Limitless Adventures, a ton of great stuff uh, if you're a DM and looking for more stuff for your game. Hey people, my name is Aram and I am the creator and dungeon master of the fantasy podcast known as God's Fall. Kalgun is a broken world. The old gods fought one another to mutual destruction, obliterating magic and swallowing much of the planet in a permanent world storm. The five kingdoms that remain live by an uneasy truce born out of necessity, a peace which is tested when the new gods begin to arise. I recently launched a worldbook detailing the custom setting for our game, including original races, creatures, countries, people, and rules for the powers that drive the arisen gods known as divinities. We have previews of the book and the artwork at godsfall.com worldbook, as well as more information about the podcast and links so you can secure your own copy in both print and PDF. So thank you for listening and supporting Godsfall, and thank you for checking out the Godsfall worldbook at godsfall.com worldbook. We've had a lot of new people join the show. We got a lot of comments on Twitter about how you're enjoying it and how you binge listened uh, up until this point. So we want to thank you guys for checking us out. Um, If you haven't already, please go to iTunes and leave a review. If you don't have an iTunes account, you can leave a Stitcher review. Um, Anything that you can put out there to kind of promote the show and help us grow would be much appreciated. Another thing I wanted to mention is we will all be at a Catacon, which is a special RPG tabletop gaming convention in Dayton, Ohio, November 10th through the 12th. Um, the whole gang will be there on the 11th, Saturday the 11th, but I will probably be there on the 10th, 11th, and maybe 12th as well. So if you're around Dayton, Ohio, think about going. Uh, you can go to acaticon.com and check out uh, tickets. Badges are not very expensive at all. Um, and even if you could come for a day, it'd be sweet to see you. We'll be wearing some t-shirts, so look out for us there at Catacon. And of course, I want to wrap this little mid-roll up with a big thank you to our $15 patrons. Jacob Torres, David Ashley Cole, a.k.a. Dash, Andre K., James J.C. Klontz, who wants to give a shout out to Sneak Attack and Dames and Dragons podcast, Nick Sassy, Mark Albright, Tarkin Davis, Eleanor Fitchett, Sierra Clark, Jim Saunders, Michael Kennitzer, and Jason Ford. Whew, I'm so glad to read all those names out. Um, thank you guys so much for your pledge to the show. It's gone a great way in helping us um, just make it even better with new mics and extra stuff that we've been going on. Um, as far as like art for the show, uh, helping us pay for the sweet music that you hear in the background, all that kind of stuff comes directly from your donations. So thank you so much. Okay, that's enough of my voice. Well, I guess you'll hear more of it now, but that's enough of me talking, uh, not in Eugene's voice. So go ahead and enjoy the rest of episode 18 and we'll see you in about two and a half weeks. Peace out. Let's try and get some heals going. Didn't you take a bunch of damage? I did. I think I think we should kind of pick up the man and the woman and kind of move them away from the, the like move them to a oh, like hide or them. somewhere and hide them like a splinter cell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I believe Joe said that the woman is merely knocked out. Well, Question I kind of made that decision. Tug, what do you want to do? What did you want to happen? Because you can decide when you. You know, when you knock someone to zero, whether they die or you just knock them unconscious. So that's up to you. Um, she, she, she did try to kill Eugene. Yeah, she's dead. She's just for sure. Throw that out there. Okay. So like, so I don't think Tug doesn't see any value in her being alive. So, okay. They're dead. Both of them. So, yeah. I'm going to pick up the man, throw him over my shoulder, uh, kind of head away from the cave a little bit. You know, not too far, but just find a clearing to kind of put him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, I'm, there's a little spot like around the cliffs, maybe on the beach side facing the water. So you could do that. I want to search. Does he have any like gold or anything on his body? I would I would love to have yeah, some give gold. Me, give me an investigation check. Twelve. Um, You find like five gold pieces on him um, and a, a kind of broken down rusty hand axe that he still holds in his belt. The gold is mine. OK. All right. Uh, Durf will like 
drag the woman up onto the elk to carry her uh, over to where Carl put the uh, the guy. Sweet. Okay. Sounds good. And um, also, it, it, Durf will loot her body as well. Right. Investigation check. Same check. Investigation yes. check. Okay. Uh, Thirteen. Uh, yeah, you find you find six gold pieces on her and a couple oh, tiny pointy daggers of no seeming fanciness. You can do an arcana check if you want. Sure. Fifteen. Uh, yeah, they don't seem to be magical of any sort. <laughs> They've got some pretty cool leather grips, though. Uh, that's okay. I've already got a dagger. All right. Uh, I guess I, also I'll pick leaf tip up. Right. Okay. Sounds good. So we haven't you really done this before, but hit dice. Yes. So you can take a short rest here. Right. So a short rest is like where you guys kind of pack up your things. You sit around uh, chatting for like a half an hour um, and you can roll your hit dice to recover some HP as many as you want up to your level. I'm going to recommend we go hide somewhere. To well, do we're that. away from the. Yeah, we're where we put the body. So if we're, yeah. if we're not in a good okay, spot, so yeah, then so we should probably consider hiding the body somewhere else. Are we able to be ambushed when we're doing this? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you are. Absolutely. Bummer. Let's do it anyway. Okay. All right. So you guys uh, prop up next to the cliffside overlooking the beach, just kind of around the corner from where this cave entrance is. Um, how many you want to roll? I'm going to roll Go ahead two. And roll, roll whatever you need. I'm going to do two as well. So I rolled one and I got an eight. So I am full. I'm one short of being full up, but I'll just stay there. Sweet. And we don't modify these, right? I think you add your constitution still. Okay. Sweet. So I rolled two sevens. That is a theme. Uh, So I regain all of my health, actually. Okay. I regain six. And so, and I like where I have on my character sheet six hit die. I now have four. Correct. Correct. Okay. And I get those back at a long rest. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Everybody good? Yes. Yep. Okay. And in that, I assume during that short rest, my elk disappeared into the mist. How long does that last for? An hour. Yeah, probably between when you conjured it, the end of the fight and that. Yeah. So are we ready to head into the cave, guys? Well, so I'm going to pull Eugene out and say, hey, man, you really fucking pooched that last attempt. Uh, you want to go do that again, but don't get caught this time? Man, I don't know. That was a little scary. Roll a d20 again. That is a 19. Yeah, I guess I'll try. I'll try now that they ain't no uh, mean old mean old ladies out here to throw daggers at me. <laughs> Bring it on. Okay. So you guys... I will yeah. use B-Sense on him again. Do you cast B-Sense spell, right? Um, yeah. Okay, so you cast B-Sense, uh, you see in his eyes, and he runs through the um, cave entrance, and he makes his way to a room. He goes down like a little staircase, and he makes his way to a room. It's a small lit, a small room that's lit with uh, two torches on the walls. You see a small table that sits in the center of the room, um, way up high, because Durf's, or, uh, yeah, Eugene is pretty small. Um, the floors are made of cobblestone, and you see several barrels to the left, um, a large stack of boxes that's kind of blocking the wall to the right, and then straight ahead you see a large iron door. Um, yep. Yeah. And you don't Which he can't hear do. anything through Eugene. You're just seeing, right? In kind of like a haze. No, I... I'm pretty I sure think you have I all his senses, experience. right? Yeah, I okay. have all of his senses. In that case, you do hear like a conglomeration of jovial voices coming from the other side of the door. Can I can I tell how many there are? Uh, roll an investigation check for Eugene. That's if what would his what is it, investigation intelligence? Yes. So if he has two, is that minus four? He two, uh yeah. <laughs> 11. Okay, yeah, he can't really tell. You can't really okay. tell through his senses. Although, as we pointed out in our um, live cast, Eugene is definitely a dreadlord, not a normal rat. Dread king. <laughs> yeah, so we, so we don't know what his right. intelligence actually right, is. exactly. But I accept your judgment. He doesn't hear. But the room is empty. Interesting, interesting. All right. Well, so I guess, does he does he come back to us mm-hmm. then? Yeah. And then uh, I, will, I, I will tell everybody, so, okay, we go down some stairs into the cave. Uh, there's a room there. There's nobody in there. There's a iron door, and 
uh, unclear some amount of people on the other is, side. Uh, is that door the only, like, so the way we come in and that door are the only two entrances to that room? That was my understanding. That's that's what it looked like to All me, right. I will um, say. I think we can set up a pretty excellent ambush, right? Yeah. Was, well, is there any way we could trick them into leaving? Creep in, grab the thingamajigger, creep out. None the, they were none the wiser. If they're all in that room, what if... Uh, do you think there's another way out past the door? Like, if we could lure all of them out the door, go in and shut the door, do you think there's another way out on the other side? That's not a risk Tug's willing to take. Absolutely not. Does the door open in or out? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Joe, did I notice you that? You did not. All right, okay. so... Uh, well, so I could turn into like bugs and shit. Is it, was there like a crack that I could spider what underneath? What I was going to say was we just bang on the door really loud. Like when I say we, I mean one of us bangs on the door really loud, tries to get somebody to open it, investigate, cause, you know, ha- ha- cause a reason for them to go into the room and then we can either slip by or sneak attack them or you can spider from the roof or whatever you do. I don't know. We go in the cave. Durf turns into a giant spider. We knock on the door. Let them open it. They have to be scared of spiders. They'll run away. That's not flood logic. I I could also summon spiders on their bodies. But you have to know where the bodies. Tug's going in. I'm tired. Yeah, (laughs) Carl's behind Tug. Let's do something. All right. Okay. Okay. Are you just busting down the door? Nope. What we're going to do is I'm going to take one side of the door. Carl, you take the other side of the door. Durf, you get ready to go spider mode, monkey mode, whatever it is you do. I'm going to bang on the door. We'll tuck against the wall on each side of the door so I have to open it. And then we'll go from there. See what happens. Am I sneaking or no, fighting? You're, you're just going to... You're sneaking. You're sneaking. You're, you're, you're assessing the sitch and then making decisions. Why isn't he a giant spider and hangs out on the fucking ceiling? I, I'm going to be a regular spider. Actually, I'm going to be a rat. What the fuck is I'm a rat? T- gonna, the rat's not going to do anything. <laughs> just, am I sneaking in? No. I don't know. I don't buy this. All right, fine. I'll turn into a t- giant spider. And what I'll do, actually, is I'll, I'll, I will, I'll, I'll climb up on the wall in giant spider form. And as soon as they open the door, I will just like lower my head down all fangedly and try and try and spook them. Perfect. Spook them out. Done. Perfect. Okay. Glad, glad we finally got there. Flanking the door. Spider. Durf is in spider mode. Right. Very spooky. All right. So, uh, so I guess we set up that scenario. So Carl and Tug are, and Tug are on each side of the door. Durf is spider mode over the door. Tug kind of gives like the one, two, three without saying anything, you know, just using hand uh, gestures and then bangs on the door. Bangs on the door. Okay. Um, you hear the jovial music stop um, and then you hear a voice from the other side of the door that says, hey, what's the password? <clears throat> MacGuffin. Dirt. <laughs> who, the, who the hell are you? And someone opens the door, um, and you are staring straight at a pirate that looks similar to the ones that were guarding. Uh, you can see in this room now, and you see Andre, Mayo, and Dash sitting at a large table in the center of the room, um, holding like beer mugs, staring at the door. You see a couple pirates that are off just to the left um, near a huge bonfire, and they've kind of like frozen and stare at the door. And then you see another two pirates across this cavern, um, and they are hoisting up a giant chandelier in the shape of a jeweled wheel above the table. Do any of them happen to be afraid of spiders? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I spook them. You spook them? I lean down into the door and spook them. Um, okay. Can I do a spook check? Can you check? do a spook check? Um, let's see, what would that be? Uh, intimidation, intimidation, right? Yeah, right? it would totally be intimidation. Intimidation. But I, do I get do I get a spider bonus to intimidation? 
because I'm going to need it on a Charisma. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You go. Boogity, 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 boogity. And uh, none of them are spooked. Now, also in this room across, as you kind of poke your head out, Durf, you see across this cavern um, that the walls open up into this humongous tunnel that is lit up by a bunch of torches, and you see a great black ship. Um, on what looks to be like a small wooden platform that leads up to the ship. Um, this is totally an underground, basically huge cavern that the pirates use to uh, to get out to sea without notice. Um, and they're not scared. They see you. There's a lot more of them than there are of you. Hooray! Nothing, nothing like a successfully executed plan. I want to give a special shout out to our $5 patrons here. Jonathan Huff, William Martin and his buddy Hugh Jar, Elemental.fm, Joshua Hebert from the Alignment Unclear podcast, Jack Mega, Noah Body, Nick Vukalich, Vitaly Vasilyuk, David Ginsberg from the Tales from the Fandom podcast, Connor Breeden, Joe Quickle from the Dad D&D podcast, Justin Jimenez, and Adam Hoffling. Thank you guys so much for your donation. If you want to be a part of this list, if you want to donate to the show, please go to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. Thanks a lot.